0: Radio Rebirth, your source for current Supergirl comics that started with DC Rebirth, even though uh, we at Supergirl Radio are still very behind in reading them. Uh, we're going to try to catch up anyway. So my name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Gladden. And for this episode of the podcast, we are, we are going to discuss and review Supergirl number 26, which was written by Mark Draco, with art pencil by Kevin McGuire, inks by Sean Parsons, and colors by FCO uh, Placentia. I still don't know how to pronounce that. It could be FCO uh, Placentia. Uh, one day, maybe we'll try to uh, see if we can figure that out. But for right now, I'm just going to butcher it. And hopefully one of those are... Are correct uh the description for supergirl number 26 reads quote supergirl super captured still recovering from radiation poisoning Kara finds herself in the clutches of the citadel and its ruthless leader harry hokum who is eager to experiment on one of the last kryptonians in the known universe how is Kara supposed to track down answers to her rogel Czar Krypton mystery in the midst of a Vega system civil war, and you don't throw a civil war in the Vega system without the without the Omega men returning, even some long lost ones. Unquote. Uh, yes, so this sort of put a uh a stop to the the mystery, the thing that uh, Kara was trying to, Supergirl is trying to figure out about uh, Rogelzar and what's going on with Krypton. So she is finding herself in the midst of this Omega Man, uh, Harry Hokum situation. So uh, Morgan, what did you think about Supergirl in uh, issue number twenty-six?
1: There was a lot going on in this issue. I'm not <laughs> going to lie; I don't know that I followed it, it exactly. I I was like okay, so now she's captured. That's cool. Wait, who are these people that are coming in? Wait, why do I care about their friends that were maybe dead but now aren't dead? <laughs> like, I'm, st- I'm also, I mean, I have a lot of questions. I-, I-, I don't know which to dive into first. I think my biggest question is, could you explain to me, if you understand it, the mechanics of how she got our girl Splice
0: to like supercharge her? As far as I understood it, so uh, Splice has Tameranian solar power, which I, I believe Tameranians are. Um, uh, so Starfire and the Teen Titans is Tameranian, and uh, so Starfire has like uh, fire powers, and so uh, Splice's Tameranian power um, is is what she uses uh, to get her powers back. So in this issue. Uh, because of the radiation poisoning, Kara uh, initially can't use her superpowers. So she tricks Splice. Uh, she taunts Splice about you know working for the man and you know having uh, having men over her and really taunting her about uh I guess <laughs> feminist issues. And uh, so Splice <laughs> so Splice is really upset about it, and so she hits Supergirl. And I guess because of the connection with Splice, I guess the the actual physical connection of Splice hitting her uh, gives her some of that Tamaranian solar power, which, of course, you know, solar and the sun and Kryptonians getting uh, their superpowers from the yellow sun of Earth. I guess the solar aspect of it is enough to get some of that super strength and superpowers back for Supergirls. So, That's how I understood it. I don't know if that helps you at all.
1: (laughs) There's a period, there's a period after they like throw her in with a bunch of other people who've been captured and she's got these things on her hands. They kind of look like tin cans or something. Um, And she's like, by my calculation, splices solar blast gives me just enough power for two hours. And I was like, what calculations did you, could you have possibly done to figure that out? Like, I was like, what do you mean by your calculations? Like how, what are you calculating the, uh, like the solar radiation? Like I, I just didn't understand. I was like, okay. Like it, it felt like she had like a countdown clock, but one that she had just created in her own mind. She, she did seem very specific with it. It was very, she's like, I got two hours tops. It was like, Could you do the, could you show us your work on that? I don't understand where you came, where you got to that, but
0: okay. I mean, I believe you. <laughs> well, the Kryptonians do have super intelligence. That's true. So we can assume that Supergirl is very smart in the ways of science and math. Uh, she is a scientific-minded person. Uh, her, her father was a great scientist, and she is uh, known throughout you know, her history, Supergirl's history, for being in the science council on Krypton so i'm I'm just going to go with the fact that she has super intelligence and she's very smart, and maybe she did calculate but but to your point, she didn't show her work we We don't understand the calculations that went behind that uh but she was very specific in the amount of time that she had due to the Tamarinian powers, so that I could see how that could be very confusing. I guess I just kind of went with it because uh comics i guess so uh the good good question though um because supergirl does get her powers back um and it's kind of a big uh heroic moment when she does get it back i i enjoyed that part of this issue even though some of it is a little hard to understand um but i did like the heroic quality of supergirl in this issue she's she's very smart uh she Gets to sort of uh, rebel a little bit against Harry Holcomb. She's uh, she's defiant with him. Uh, she's very smart in how she goes about, you know, sort of pretending like she doesn't have any powers until the right moment when she can actually reveal that she does have her superpowers back. And she is compassionate with those those cute little aliens <laughs> in, in the cell that were uh, so sad looking that they had been captured Um so, I did at least like that supergirl uh had heroic moments in this, and she got to be the hero of the issue, so that I think is what I liked about this one in particular,
1: yeah, I like that yeah, that like you said, she did have those heroic moments. I like that she figured out that for however whatever reason splices uh like radiation would charge her up and and then like kind of played dead so that uh so that she could escape. I thought that was really clever. And I like to see Supergirl solve her, you know, her problems, not just through like punching and heat vision and stuff, but also through being really smart, which is something I think that we, you know, we don't always see all the time. I think it's, you know, in, in favor of the action. Sometimes we don't see like the the deduction or you know the decision make the strategic decision making that she makes but i thought that that was really cool that she was like okay this is what i have to do to get out um i thought that was really neat i was i was kind of confused about again i was confused about a lot of things in this issue <laughs> um i was confused about what was going on with a uh, green chris pratt in this one and and krypton i i, I didn't like I didn't like that these people shot Krypton, uh, crypto. I'm not okay with it. Uh, he, uh, he's growling, but like, listen, he's protecting, and there's no need to shoot him. I don't like it. I wanted to know if he was okay, how he was, (laughs) and we never went back to that, and I was like the most important character in this in this, uh, issue is hurt, and uh, I don't get an update on that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he gets, uh, there's one panel where he's, he's really, uh, zapped pretty, pretty, uh, hard there he he suffers a a big time um attack so there is no follow-up to crypto and how he's doing hopefully we'll get that maybe in the next issue um i think it's intentionally supposed to be a little bit vague so that you kind of don't know what i'm gonna give it the benefit this issue the benefit of the doubt that i kind of don't know what's going on with these hooded figures what's their deal? Uh, what are they doing with crypto and green Crisprat? I don't know if, are they going to take them somewhere? What's going on there? So I, I think it's, it's maybe like a an, an intentional cliffhanger so that we'll be interested in what is going to be happening in the next issue. That's my guess, but you're right in the sense that that, there is a confusion there. Because I, I feel that too. I, I it's this issue, I, I had a lot of moments where I was like, Yeah, okay, I'll go with it. I don't really know kind of what's happening here, but I'll I'll go with it. So there's a lot of that for me.
1: I feel like that was kind of my reaction reading this one where I was like, Okay. But also a lot of me going back one page just to see if there was context for stuff, going, Oh, okay. No. And then moving forward, (laughs) (laughs) like, like when the hooded figures like popped out of nowhere, I kind of at first I was like, wait, where, where are where is green Chris Pratt and crypto in like space and time right now? Like, because I just don't. I just don't know. He's outside of the ship that she's in, maybe. So then I kind of thought that the hooded figures might have been from the ship. But then they never circle back to it. And so I was just confused. He At one point, Green Pratt sees like a hologram of somebody telling him to come with him. And he's like, you? But then they, they never go come back to that. So I was just like, okay. Yeah, I think we're just... So, it's supposed to be like
0: a <laughs> continual story of what his deal is uh but yeah i guess they're just still looking for supergirl they're trying they're trying to track down supergirl and and they're they're getting sidetracked in their own story so i guess i guess we're gonna have to keep reading to find out uh what is happening and what they're going to be doing um because supergirl's on her own uh her own journey and having her own story which i like um, so I guess we'll get the, uh, the answers we're looking for in the next issue, hopefully. Um, but we, we did get a, a sidetrack there with, uh, Zinder, Coal and Crypto, um, what did you think we, we sort of mentioned the Omega men briefly and how uh, we got to meet them and then their their pals that uh, are now alive that they thought were dead previously. Uh, so what were your impressions of the Omega? Men? Well, n- you know, not impressions like, you know, impersonations. But uh, oh, <laughs> I-,
1: I could do I could do a wicked uh, premis. <laughs> <laughs> Although I, I have to say, I think my favorite, I was trying to decide which of the Omega men was my favorite. And it's tough because there are some quality Omega men, uh, maybe Omega people. Uh, yeah, there's a
0: lot of women in the Omega yeah, men.
1: Yeah, exactly. There's a, there's quite a few women. Um, but I keep coming back around to Brute um (laughs) i i I like that in his little his little square we get some backstory about him he's got super strength and invulnerability sure but did you know that he was a former
0: pacifist there's definitely a story there (laughs) i
1: want to know more about brood take 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 me back take me back to (laughs) to history sure he's a big gray dude with a that seems gigantic but also, he's
0: gentle. I think <laughs> it's a, a, a dichotomy of uh, <laughs> it. Really she's... is.
1: Also, um, I I want the backstory on, on on Primus's hair. Why did he decide on that hairstyle? And who told him it was okay?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is the style where he is from, uh, and the, I I guess uh his wife Callista really likes the hairstyle like that. Uh, but yeah, he he's he's got the red beard. He's got the the red. Uh, I, I guess was it long hair? It's it's kind of a mullet. There's it's it's business in
1: front, but there is definitely a party in back. <laughs> <laughs> so I just don't, I just don't really, I don't really get it. But that's that's cool. He's he's loving he's loving his life. Um, I want to talk about the introduction of the Omega Men. Like they come in. And they each have a little box that's like, this is the information about the Omega men. And uh, some of them are like fun. It's like, this is a feline warrior who's a shapeshifter and brutal. And this is a Marx woman and she's an acrobat and she's fearless. And the, the leader of the Omega men is a telekinetic telepath and uh, the husband of Callista. <laughs> and then, Callista's thing is just like sorceress from the planet Europex, uh, wife of Primus. Why doesn't she, why don't they get like why doesn't she get like a a brutal or a fearless? <laughs> it feels like her one descriptor is like
0: uh, is married. Well, yeah, I guess you don't need. I mean, you. I guess you have to establish. It's like former pacifist and brutal
1: and fearless and the two and the married couple is just like they uh they got married and that's their personality
0: <laughs> yeah I, I i understand that they have to establish the relationship between i, I guess it's primus or primus i don't know of Callista. uh the the connection there as a married couple but they, it's all it's a little bit redundant maybe to put it in both
1: yeah, it did seem really redundant, and I just, I, I, I was just laughing because I was just like. Couldn't they just get their like one word adjective about what they're like, too? It's like everybody else is like, I was like, oh, you got to got to watch out for that one. Brutal. This one's fearless. She's willing to do anything. And we know my boy Brute was a former pacifist. I don't know anything about them besides the fact that they got married at some point. Like, what's their personality? I guess it doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> yeah. And and you would think that as a writer, you'd want to keep that consistent through those little boxes you'd want yeah. to have like the three descriptors and then end it with a description uh like an adjective of their yeah, personality like an
1: adjective about their personality that's why it really i think that's why it threw me off because i had read the uh the more interesting looking ones first and then i went to them and i was like but what are they like were they also pacifists did they did they hang out with Brute and like uh do mindfulness meditations?
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh uh Primus probably could because he's telekinetic and uh could literally do some mindfulness uh yeah. exercises. Uh but yeah, I think it's one of those things where like if it was me, I would probably establish that they were married and maybe some dialogue later.
1: Yeah. That's kind of, yeah, that's exactly it. Like, well, the funny thing is the funny, it's funny that you say that because I feel like later on they're like, they call each other like husband or wife or something like that. And I was just like, is this necessary? Yes. It, I was, I didn't make that up. So like later on, on the next page after they get uh, their little box of re- uh, introductions, um, was it Callista? is her name? Calista oh, yeah. is talking to him and she's like, husband, we don't have the time to chat. <laughs> like, I know you're married because it was the one attribute they told me about you (laughs) you don't have to like you don't have to bring that home like i got it it's the one thing i know about you
0: yeah they they could have just established in dialogue and then kept the consistency of the little boxes the formatting could have been consistent there yeah i think that's a perfect a perfectly valid critique it was not something that i connected initially but I think uh, it would have been more beneficial to get to know them as characters, to put a little descriptor there um, instead of just putting that they are a married couple. Uh, because if you read it and you read the dialogue, you would have made that connection. You would have gotten there eventually. Yes,
1: <laughs> I feel like they they explain so so little in this issue, but they over explain that these two characters are married. <laughs> That's so like, true. I I got it. Like I don't understand how she knows she's got a two hour timeline on her uh, on her radiation, but I'm glad that they that they're married. Um, so I have no. Uh, knowledge of the Omega Men. I'm going to be honest. I didn't realize that these were were a thing. How
0: much do you know about the Omega Men? Are they like a long-standing characters in DC? Or I don't know much about them. I think they were in something animated that I saw once. I don't know if it was Justice League Unlimited or something in the DCA, DCAU. Uh, but I did see them in something but i i don't know much about them uh to be totally honest with you but i think they are a pretty long standing uh team actually let me look up just the briefest uh kind of bare bones stuff about the omega men so it looks like um they were created by Marv Wolfman and Joe Staten, maybe Staten, first appearing in Green Lantern uh 141 from 1981. So they've been around uh uh just about as long as I've been alive. Don't do the math on that. <laughs> uh so uh so they've been around for uh quite some time now. Uh so it, this is not a new team. This is not these are not new characters, they've been around for quite some time. Uh, but I haven't seen them interact with Supergirl before. I think this is... As far as I know, this is a uh, first for Supergirl for her to interact with the Omega Men.
1: Yeah, there seemed like there were a lot of, oh, my God. So I'm on the Wikipedia page, full disclosure, for the Omega Men. (laughs) And uh, so the Wikipedia page tells you who the current members are. Spoiler alert, my boy Brute still standing strong. Nice. Um, (laughs) Good to know. Um, Then they have like the founding members. And then they have the later members, which is like a ton of people. And you're like, oh, my God. But then there's a whole list of deceased members. And I just want to say, the Omega Men, uh, not good odds on the Omega Men. There's a lot of deceased members. Like, it (laughs) seems like a lot of Omega Men die. Like, RIP all of these Omega Men, I guess. gee, like, (laughs) (laughs) what kind of organization are they running that they're just, like,
0: (laughs) just killing everybody? There's a whole section, it looks like, on the Wikipedia of deceased members. It's oh really- my gosh, I clicked on it. It is a long list. <laughs> right? It's
1: a long list. Uh, I also like, okay, so I, I don't, we don't want to go too deep into the Omega Men, <laughs> I guess, but I do want to <laughs> just read out some random names of Omega Men. Okay, so we have the ones that we've met, right? But we also have just an Omega Man named Felicity, which is kind of weird when the other Omega Men's is like Nimbus and Tigre <laughs> and <Brute. laughs> It's like, I am I am Nimbus, so an Omega Man, and this is my best friend, Brute, and here is Felicity. What? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. There's also an Omega Man named Zero, uh, Seer, but my favorite one, um, which is in Other Members, I don't know why they're just called Other Members. <laughs> uh, I think Other <laughs> Members is where all the best names are, so I'm just going to read a couple. Typical, that's a name of an Omega Man outrage (laughs) i'm not kidding i'm not making this up if wikipedia is to be believed (laughs) there is an omega man named soap (laughs) just soap um which is hard to wrap your head around and i love this person whoever they are so much um is light shepherd a better name i don't know maybe (laughs) but but how about Zen? That sounds like a, that sounds like probably somebody that Brute hangs out with, like in the olden days,
0: Mm, in his pacifist (laughs) days.
1: But, but then Brute went to the dark side and Zen started hanging out with soap a whole lot. (laughs) (laughs) These are some of the best weirdest names I've ever seen. Pre side. Um, I guess that's like before they turn to the dark side and become (laughs) post side. I don't know what happens with these names. Um, but I want to know so much more about soap. So if you happen to know <laughs> anything about the Omega Man soap, please tweet directly to me specifically at <laughs> and just tell me what's up.
0: Uh, I, I, I like this list of names. We need to do a, a real deep dive into the Omega Man uh, clearly <laughs> because I like the name High Voltage. I'm already <laughs> trying to figure out what the design of that character is. Uh, is I like magnum it's a very generic uh name but I like where it's going um uh, there's one schlagen uh which uh <laughs> definitely uh needs some explanation and just uh the the one one name uh character that, uh who is a deceased member RAP uh just green man is
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> I missed that oh my god that's really good
0: not not uh, green Chris Pratt just green just man green man
1: could you imagine if you're like oh I just gotta run off to the comic book store I, I gotta find out what happens to green man and soap
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you are an artist out there and you're a Supergirl radio listener could you just create us an artistic rendering of uh, the adventures of soap and green man <laughs> We. <laughs>
1: uh i just want to know so much more about them that's all <laughs> what does soap look like in your mind because in my mind i can't lie it's a bar of soap with googly eyes
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was sort of thinking a bar of soap with like a head coming out of the top and like two arms <laughs> out of the side <laughs> and legs at the bottom
1: <laughs> just got of burst in like the kool-aid man <laughs> yes Oh yeah,
0: that's exactly what soap I feel looks like, like.
1: I feel like soap is the superhero of our moment right now, like the COVID <laughs> time. Like soap just bursts through everybody's walls. Like, have you washed your hands for twenty seconds? It's me, soap.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm trying to see if I can find <laughs> if I can find an image. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna just send you really quickly. Uh, this in the, the Skype chat that we were using. So just to see if you can uh figure this out with me because I think so. I, I see I see the image of Schlagen, which is definitely not what I thought Schlagen was gonna look like.
1: Zero, uh Zero has quite um like a an 80s hairstyle, kind of like a bouffant really going on. Schlagen, yeah, does look a lot different than I would have imagined him a little like a lot sadder i think which kind of bums me out like shlagan looks like like maybe he's like a little bit bummed like it's been a tough day for shlagan
0: i like doc though doc is like a like a head of a like like a tv set head
1: <laughs> yeah it reminds me of like the tv head characters on saga uh which is really funny i would wonder- oh my god green man uh as you would think he is green he does not have a nose uh and he's got like some like little red eyes. He's oh my uh, he looks pretty cool. He's got like a a white shirt, but he's rolled up the sleeves like a like a, like a cool guy would do. So I like his attitude. I like his uh jour de vive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I cannot find anything on soap though.
1: I can't find soap i I do like Artin, who appears to be just like a like a helmet. With like a shadow inside of it, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't, I don't know what's Arten really look like. Is there anything in there, or is it just kind of a fog in a, <laughs> in a like a <laughs> astronaut bubble? I don't. Good what, question.
0: what are your thoughts on Felicity? Since we pointed her out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! So Felicity is like half cat person, which I would not have guessed from the <laughs> very. Very bland name. Like, there are some people with, like, kind of cool-sounding names that are, like, not that exciting. Like, Zero <laughs> is just kind of, like, a blonde chick. <laughs> <laughs> but Felicity is in, like, a Jane Fonda workout outfit, but she's also a cat lady. I didn't see that coming, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do love, uh, was, is it Aaron or Aaron? Uh, who is just like a like a dude who's really been working hard on both his fitness and uh, making sure that he has the most long, lustrous hair possible. And then it seems like his,
0: his whole thing is just to uh to grimace a lot and float. Is he the guy floating in the air in this image? Yeah,
1: he is. He's got a lot of hair and uh and a six pack because he's been in the gym. He gets the gym and then it's straight to the hairdressers. <laughs>
0: uh i'm sure all of these characters have their skill set and their uh (laughs) their powers that really contribute to the team we just don't know much about them we need to investigate the omega man further uh soap is gonna be a challenge for me soap is gonna be
1: uh yeah i need to know i don't know that i can i don't know that i can rest until i know what the (laughs) omega man soap uh i did look up on google uh soap omega men dc and i found that same that same spread that you just sent but i also and i'm not lying found just an image of dial soap (laughs) (laughs) so i'm not sure what that means i'm not is it just is it just a bar of dial i don't know unless until i find it i will never know
0: (laughs) all right this is i'm gonna make a personal challenge for myself (laughs) For us to find these characters and see what is happening. So did we have, uh, was there another character that we wanted to investigate? I think Soap was like the main one we wanted to investigate.
1: Soap is is like, is probably my my top. I did like, who was the one that you pointed out that made me laugh a lot? Uh, Oh, oh, we we did. We found
0: found Green Man.
1: He is as described. uh, I would like to know what Typical is like. (laughs) <laughs> is it just like just kind of a typical looking dude or is it just like an um, an emoji man like a yellow emoji man
0: uh we've gotten sidetracked by the omega men uh this is not omega men radio
1: but it could be it could
0: be it could be <laughs> in the future watching some
1: spinoffs right
0: now <laughs> Uh so we'll have to do maybe some Omega Man uh spotlights or something and in, in the future if we if we continue to get more Omega Men stories. Uh but we did get to know some of the characters on this team uh so far in supergirl 26 so that was a, a, a helpful introduction even though the writing uh was not formatted consistently uh <laughs> with the descriptors uh, we did get to meet some of the members of the team uh speaking of uh uh so we we got to meet sort of our hero her, our heroic allies but we also got to know more about the villain in this storyline, uh, Harry Hokum. So now that we kind of have gotten to know Harry a little more, what are, what are your thoughts on Harry Hokum?
1: Yeah, I'm just like, kind of like, whatever about Harry Hokum. I got to be honest. Like, I know he's got like a big, evil, dastardly plot uh, like brewing, but I just, he kind of looks like the dude from um, the Figment Ride at Disney, but like, evil. <laughs> And I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, like he started to go for steampunk cosplay and then he just got tired halfway through and gave up. I don't like, I don't really get who he
0: is. That's really disrespectful to the the guy at Disney World. (laughs) Because... I know. And I love
1: that guy. I love, <laughs> Figment, Figment is like my boy. Yes. But like what is going on with this guy? Also, I like I find his haircut just offensive. It's like <laughs> so annoying. That's <laughs> like
0: the flat top. It is a little bit. Yeah. Harry Holcomb, they they talk him up in the text about What a bad guy he is. He's uh, so he's an American. He's an expatriate American. He is an overthrower of the Citadel ruling class. Uh, So he's uh, the Citadel is a genocidal intergalactic empire. So I have a lot of questions on how he got from America to this situation in uh, outer space. Uh, He's a (laughs) self-declared emperor of the Vega system. So how did he get to the Vega system? And also he's apparently a megalomaniacal space Nazi, a collector of rare races and just an all around bad guy. Uh, so that's really all you need to know about Harry Holcomb. <laughs> He's just
1: an all around bad guy. He's an All around bad guy. It feels like there's a, like maybe too many story elements happening with Harry Holcomb at one time. Like there's a lot. There's uh as much happening with his like backstory as there are like fake medals on his weird l- l- lapel.
0: Okay, so w- since we're talking about his costume, and I think you mentioned his <laughs> steampunk uh efforts. Do we know what is what is hanging from his eyeball? Like, there's this no, like dangling wire.
1: It's it's he's got like a weird what would you call that? Like a like a lens thing on his eye. Uh,
0: it's almost like a monocle.
1: Yeah, it's like a like a futuristic looking monocle. But then there's just like a like a wire hanging off. Like it should be connected to
0: something. Yeah, where does that go? But it's not. It doesn't seem to have any functionality.
1: In one panel on page six, like when she spits on him, it looks like a it looks like my headset mic, like like a something that you would wear at a call center, but it's just like connected to his eye instead of his ear. I don't I don't know what's happening here. I have a lot of questions.
0: I have a lot of questions on the design of that because it's not quite just a monocle, because it and maybe it's like a microphone or something. Maybe it is like a call center headset. Maybe maybe that's how he communicates to his minions. Yeah, because like when you see
1: him later when he's doing whatever weird thing he's doing with like kryptonite babies in tubes, I don't <laughs> really understand. Um or maybe Kryptonian babies in tubes. It would be weird if it was a baby made of kryptonite. It's all weird. It's all weird. Everything in this one is weird. (laughs) But yeah, you can see that like the, the wire goes like straight down from the monocle. Like I don't, and also is it a monocle or is that like his eye? Does he have like a robotic eye? Like, What's the story
0: here? I don't know, and I could not figure that out. We need to get <laughs> someone who knows about the Omega Men.
1: Do we know? Is Harry Hokum, is he like an Omega Man villain? Is he like a traditional villain of the Omega Men? Is that why every time he says his name, he says it dramatically in like bubble text? <laughs> it's me. Harry Holcomb. I'm like, okay, we get it.
0: I think he's mostly associated with the Omega Men, but I I need to do more research on this because I don't know much about this, and I have so many questions now. Um, and I it's sort of frustrating to me that a lot of this, you kind of just have to jump on board as if you know who some of these people are. I was reading it, going like, I don't know what's happening, but I guess I'll just. I'm along for the ride here. They give you sort of uh, the basic information that you need to know. Um, it would be helpful to know a little bit. M- um, but maybe you don't need to know if he's connected to the Omega Man. Maybe that's coming. Maybe that's something they're going to bring into it. Um, but I just I just assumed that he's a villain of the Omega Man. And it has been connected to them in the past. Um, so I guess all you need to know right now is that he, he's kind of like a, like a space Nazi, and he's trying to use Supergirl's uh, Kryptonian DNA to create a, an army of Kryptonian uh, uh, babies uh, to form a big army for himself, because he, he, he wants to be, uh, let's see, what does he say? He says um, something to the effect of uh, with an army of them, I will finally be able to eliminate those annoying rebels and their omega men and he uh He thinks that uh the the citadel poets will compose odes in his honor and they 'll build statues for him uh so he hopes that this army is going to give him a great fame and um honor among uh the the people of the citadel, I guess. Um, so he's he's very much uh seeking fame uh with with what he's doing with supergirls dna and that's why he needs her um so that is kind of what i got out of it yeah i've got a lot of i've got a lot of questions in general this one
1: uh, i like put it down and was like huh okay <laughs> uh <laughs> sometimes there's like you know only having kind of a not as deep a knowledge of the dc like all of the dc universe which is way more extensive than like the big three and and you know the super families and the bat families and stuff sometimes you'll read these issues and you'll be like is this like a new character is this like a long-standing character like sometimes they they're like yeah like we're we gotta find our friends who were killed and it's like i don't really like i'm sorry about your friends but I'm, this is a Supergirl story, and I don't really care too much about them. Like, <laughs> they're like, oh my god, they they were dead, but now they're not. Like, this is shocking, and it's like not to me
0: because I don't know who any of these people are. Yeah, it it sort of feels like somebody was like, I really want to write the Omega Man. How can I? <laughs> how can I write the Omega Man? I don't think they have their own title, but maybe we could squeeze them into one of the books. Where could we put this? You know what? It'd be a good place. Supergirl. Let's put the Omega men there. We can write our Omega men story in Supergirl. Um, So you make a really good point, though, that like this could be, um, this has all the workings of a Supergirl story, but now they're sort of uh, thrusting the Omega men into it. I kind of like the idea that they're getting to have these interactions, but at the same time, it's like, I don't care about these friends of yours. And that. I have a hard time connecting to it.
1: I think the problem is kind of the way that they were introduced is like, it's like Supergirl blasted into an Omega into the middle of an Omega ongoing omega man storyline yes omega man storyline it's not like the omega men hopped into supergirl storyline like suddenly they're like we're you're in the middle of our civil war and we have to go save our non-dead friends and like we're really having like a hard time emotionally with this and i'm like i don't who are you i don't know you i don't care like uh I like it what like Supergirl has gotten to meet like some other characters throughout, you know, some of the books that we've read. And usually they're introduced, she has some sort of interaction with them. And like, there's some sort of like character, you know, the relationship that's formed, but instead, like 50 characters just pop out of nowhere. And then just start talking, jabbering on to her about like, their interpersonal conflicts. And I'm like, what's What? I don't. What's
0: happening? (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good point that they are bringing their story into this. Instead, it would be different if they came in and they were like, hey, Supergirl, we're here to help you. You know, that kind of thing. But uh, she she is more so that's such a solid observation that she is more so joining their story then they are becoming part of her story. So maybe that'll change in future issues, but right now that does seem to be the imbalance there. Um, So hopefully that it'll still retain because it, for the most part, it felt like a Supergirl story. She was the character who was trying to get out of the clutches of Harry Holcomb. She got thrown into prison with these other uh, prisoners and she had to help them escape. So a lot of that felt very Supergirl heavy and very Supergirl focused. She was uh, having, uh, you know, interactions with Splice, who seems to be kind of a new Uh, supergirl villain who's just as villain for supergirl so that's great but with the introduction of the omega men it does feel like um they're sort of in some ways taking over the issue so I, i think that's a really valid and and solid um criticism of the issue well, uh, so uh we've talked a little bit about the story and the characters. So did did any of the art stick out to you? Did you have any favorite panels or pages?
1: Yeah, I really liked um it was really late in the book. Um, it was uh, page nineteen where um Primus uh like kind of puts his hand on Supergirl's head and is like, I don't have time to explain <laughs> uh, our ongoing storyline to you or to really interact with you and d- you know, connect as a person. Here's a download <laughs> of uh some greatest hits of our civil war. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's rainbow colored and it's kind of psychedelic. And I was like, and then you get the the panel of Supergirl who looks like she's just seen some real, real stuff. Like she looks like she's been through it. And she's just like Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and that uh, honestly, if you asked me, Morgan, in one panel, could you describe what it was like reading this particular issue? <laughs> it would be. <laughs> It would be that super girl panel of just like, oh
0: <laughs> yes. It does look like they have uh put a lot of overwhelming uh and gruesome things into her brain.
1: But it's also it's also rainbowy, so it's kind of beautiful, which I kind of appreciate. There's like a it's like it's like rainbow, it's like really gorgeous, but also there's skulls. It's like it's they're a little it's a little goth, but it's also a little fabulous. <laughs>
0: yeah, there's a real mixture of uh, tones in that page, but I would agree that was one of the pages that really stuck out to me in terms of the art, just the uh, composition and the use of color. I think that and uh, the 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 way that. Um, I guess Primus is, you know, putting his head on Supergirl. So you kind of, you, you at least know what he's doing. The The art is uh, well done enough to where you, you don't have to guess about what he's doing. Like you can, you can connect the dots there. So that was one of the ones um, that stuck out to me. There was also another panel on page 14. This is where Harry Hilcomb is uh, wanting, uh, you know, poets to uh compose uh po- poetry on on his behalf of all the great uh, and wonderful uh, in his mind things that he's doing which are actually really gruesome and, and terrible um so there's a really uh it's kind of a grim image of him pointing to this like tube of this little baby in some bubbles it's a grim grim image uh, because he seems like a really bad dude, and he's using this for nefarious purposes. But I really like the use of color in that panel, and the 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 yellows and the greens. I, I that panel really stuck out to me just in terms of the art because of the use of color in it. Um, even though it's a really terrible um, thing that he's doing, but I like I like how you can tell that it's. I guess this is kind of a basic thing to say, uh, but you can tell where the tube starts and where it, it ends um, because there's a very good distinction between the two, um, uh, I, I guess, parts of the room that he's standing in. So I liked that. That's, that stood out to me, even though it's, <laughs> it's pretty, um, it's hard to look at just because it's like, I don't know what you're doing with those babies in in that tube. And it's very concerning to me. Um, but I thought that was a, a good use of color there. So uh, the art, this was an issue that the art really didn't kind of like, I didn't have, sometimes I have a lot of panels that I really like in some of these issues, but this one, I don't know. I I wasn't really feeling a lot of the art in this one, uh, but the use of color I think was good.
1: Yeah, the color I thought was really good. I, I would actually agree with you on that too. I'd like the art it just didn't really resonate too much with me I, I think some of the stuff especially some of the stuff with like Harry Hokum, really early in the issue like just didn't really like when she sp- like she spits on him and then he like does he like taste the spit I think he does it, it gets it's really weird it's gross It's gets gross but it, it like the art style in, in that page in particular I think it was page six I just like didn't really care for,
0: yeah. Um,
1: but the the use of color, I think, in this issue was really nice. I think that they did a really good co- good job in like making everything very colorful and like interesting and like visually. Um, and uh, obviously my girl, my girl, uh, what's her name? Slice, Sp- uh, slice, splice, splice, slice. Yeah, obviously, obviously, my girl, splice, um, g- killing it as always. Um, <laughs> just really. Really crushing it. She's got a lot of teeth, it turns out. Um, maybe too many, some would say. <laughs> some would say two two rows of bottom teeth are too many. Lay <laughs> says, No, they're not enough. Uh her her hands look even more um like chicken talons in this one, I think. <laughs> And it gets uh, her hands get really weird. There's one point where she puts up her chicken talons like in front of Supergirl's face, and they look they kind of look like they're ombre, which I feel like is maybe like the uh, maybe the style in chicken the latest style in chicken talons. I feel like (laughs) Splice is like is like a like a probably like a fashionista. She's uh, I would follow Splice on Instagram. Is all I'm saying. (laughs) Like uh, I want to see what Splice is like autumn looks are looking like like just spliced with like a outside of a pumpkin patch with a, a pumpkin in her giant t- chicken talons i would i would follow that
0: does she have like a like a turkey neck
1: she sure does yeah she totally <laughs> she totally has a turkey neck but you know what she's owning that turkey neck she is rocking that turkey neck she's like a lot of people would feel self-conscious about having that many rolls on your neck um but but for me, I think it's a. I think each role is a like a ring of beauty. <laughs> mm, mm. And and does
0: she seem bigger to you? And she th- does. <laughs> she seemed to be larger in size in this is in I this think issue. She's
1: grown a bit since the last issue. Um, but that's a, maybe. She's just growing in my estimation <laughs> because now because now she's my favorite DC. Uh, comic book instagram influencer (laughs) uh and uh, and i want to follow like it's like at splice on instagram and she's like (laughs) she's like when when my hand when my chicken talon hands get dry
0: i always use a vino (laughs) (laughs) oh man i would follow uh that instagram account I would be into that.
1: I was glad when she showed up at the end, too. I was like, Splice, she's back. <laughs>
0: she seems to be a familiar face now. We've gotten to know Splice. We've spent time with Splice. Uh, so now I think we're getting a little attached. So maybe that'll happen with the Omega Men. Maybe we'll we'll feel that way uh, after a couple of issues with maybe... I don't, I don't know how long the Omega Men are going to stick around. Hopefully at least a, a little bit so that we'll get to know them. All
1: individually as people instead of just their... They're like one line descriptors.
0: Yes, maybe maybe there'll be some character moments where we'll get to uh, get attached to them. Maybe we'll find out about soap. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm really holding out now for soap. I hope I hope soap shows up.
0: I really wish the uh, so at the end where they reveal that like some of the Omega men have survived. It would have been so much cooler if like soap had been one of those. That would have been incredible. But uh, that was not to be. All right. Well, I guess we should wrap it up for Supergirl number 26. So, uh, so I guess your overall thoughts would be, uh, just confusion? It would
1: just be that panel of Supergirl, Ather, <laughs> Anther, uh, Primus has shown her the, uh, the disco, uh, the disco war, and she's just like, oh, <laughs> that's that's kind of my reaction to this issue. Just, all right, <laughs> cool. I listen. I'm along for the ride. I don't know where the ride is taking me. It could be somewhere really, really great. It could be somewhere kind of scary. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just stepped onto the roller coaster and away
0: we go. Yeah, the the Supergirl parts of it I thought were pretty strong. I liked that she was able to be smart and, um, uh, kind of, you know, uh, kicking back against the bad guys. And she was able to save some people. So I liked that part of it. Some of the other parts were kind of hit or miss. But uh, I I did like the Supergirl aspects of this issue. Well, I think that's going to do it for our thoughts on Supergirl number 26. If you've already picked up this issue, make sure to give it a rating in Comixology or your DC Comics app. And if you haven't
1: bought it yet, Supergirl number 26 is available in the DC Comics app the Comixology app as well as Comixology.com Google Play the Nook Store Amazon and at ReadDCEntertainment.com
0: and if you would like to contact Supergirl Radio you can post a comment on our website at SupergirlRadio.com you can email us at SupergirlRadio at Gmail.com if you'd like to leave a voicemail you can call us at 678-718-7252 and make sure to write and call in before Tuesdays at 6.30pm Eastern you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram all at Supergirl Radio you can listen to us on Google Play iHeart Radio and Spotify where we also have a Spotify playlist that includes music featured on and inspired by the TV series of uh, the Supergirl TV series that will be wrapping up next season uh, by the by. Uh, <laughs> we're also on Radio Public and on Podchaser. And we're also listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com slash dc-fans. And we're available on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher Radio. So if you have some time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review. And if that seems like a lot of information that you cannot uh, take all in at once. I totally understand. Uh you can just go to supergirlradio.com and on the right side of the page you can find all the links to everything I just mentioned. And now uh I'm going to throw it over to legendary Amy from the Legendary Ladies of the Legendary of the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. It's so a lot of a <laughs> lot, lot, lot of legends there. Uh, but uh, we're going to throw it over to Amy for the DC TV plugs. Supergirl radio is part of the DC TV podcast network. So if you're interested in the flash, black lightning, legends of tomorrow, batwoman, Titans, star girl, green lantern, strange adventures, and the upcoming Superman and Lois series or DC TV after dark, make sure to follow DC TV podcasts on social media and subscribe to the podcast mega feed. If you want all those podcasts in one place. And you can follow me on Instagram at the Derby kid. I try to take a, a couple of pretty pictures, you know, a month and just slap them up on my Instagram. So if you're interested in that, you can follow me there. Uh, if you want to see some video projects, uh, I've uh, recently shot and edited. Uh, I do work for museums uh, in my uh, day job outside of Supergirl Radio. So if you are interested in that, I've done some uh, done some work for the Virtual Malville Native American Festival, uh, which you uh, might have to uh, pay a $10 admission fee to see some of that really cool stuff. I, I shot some uh, virtual tours uh, at Moundville Archaeological Park. So if you want to check those out, you can go to festival.museums.ua.edu uh, and you'll find out how to buy tickets and watch the videos and uh, uh, do all that fun stuff. It's actually kind of a, a neat experience, even though it's been a lot of work and consuming a lot of my time. Uh, but it's been a, actually a really cool experience to get to uh, be a part of this because I, I keep reminding myself, Rebecca, don't home con this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have you have learned from the best in some ways <laughs> i have learned uh over the course of uh, the last seven months uh doing supergirl radio of what not to do with uh convention uh virtual conventions and things of that nature with HomeCon and dc fandom it's like make sure that page has a back button Make sure there 's a menu there. Make sure that we list out the corporate sponsors and put a link to them so people don 't go to a page where they 're doing wolf therapy uh, so, so uh, i've learned a lot uh by uh, uh, our home con and d c fandom experiences uh, in how to do a virtual. Uh, 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 event so uh, if you want to check it out uh, go to festival.museums.uae.edu and uh, it'll be a cool experience
1: Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mojotastic you can also find me on uh, DC TV After Dark but also as mentioned the Legends of Tomorrow podcast so for the Legends of Tomorrow podcast in October we're doing something we're kind of affectionately calling the spooky sessions um, which is basically we are all sw- swapping various spooky media and watching them and discussing them. So we're going to be talking about stuff like um, uh, the Buffy episode Hush, Um, we're going to be talking about the following, the haunting of Hill House, and of course, a classic Scream. So, uh, there's going to be a lot of content from us in the uh, month of October, uh, which is not usual for us. I gotta be honest. We're going to be dropping stuff like every week. And as I say this, I realize I've probably cursed that schedule, (laughs) uh, but it is our intention, and we have two already in the in the uh, in the bag, so to speak. So, I have I have high hopes for this one. Nice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be fun. We actually asked our listeners, like, what spooky thing do you want us to watch? And we had a poll, and uh, and they picked the episode of Buffy Hush, which I was I was excited to watch it for myself. But also, Amy's never seen any Buffy. So it's kind of a weird entry point for that. I was really <laughs> hoping that they're going to pick Are You Afraid of the Dark, which I'm almost positive neither Cat and Amy uh have ever
0: seen. That but, that, like, that, but that might be before their time. Off. Yeah.
1: It was definitely before their time. I was like, I want to introduce them to my favorite thing. Are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> I used to have like a VHS tapes that we had like recorded episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark on. And for a long time, I would like pull them out around Halloween. And I can tell you like, sure, you can go purchase episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark, but you can't see those vintage 90 toy commercials. And I do miss that a lot
0: and it might make it scarier to watch it on a VHS copy it kind
1: of skips a little bit there's some fuzz in it it's kind of it's kind of the ring like <laughs> You know, what 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 if the story on the ring had been like you have to pass along this VHS copy of Are you afraid of Star? <laughs> You're like, You you want me to watch how many hours of badly taped Nickelodeon? <laughs> well,
0: it is that time of the year, so if you uh enjoy getting a little scare, I guess uh that this is a good time to do that. Well, looking forward to those discussions on the Legends Legends of Tomorrow podcast. All right, well, I think that's going to do it for uh, this week on Supergirl Radio. So thank you for joining us as we continue to catch up on Supergirl Comics.